every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado Radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Good morning. We have a beautiful day in Colorado, don't we? It won't be quite as warm as I would like, but it's going to be darn nice out there. And there's a lot going on we're going to cover today. We're going to talk a lot of fishing, obviously, because that's the time of the year. But we've got some other things to cover today. And uh, a couple of things I want you to be aware of are the contests we're running. We're going to talk more about this later in the show. But, you know, we're running a contest where you can... uh, win an ice fishing trip for next December. We're going to run this contest through September. It's sponsored by Sun Enterprises. You could actually, or Sun Power Sports, you could actually win an ice fishing excursion for two people with uh, Nate Selinski and I. It'll run through September. Best way to find out how to register is go to my Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Just go to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. You should follow that anyway because you'd have known that Lefty Larson Lefty Shannon Lefty Larson has joined me in the studio this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy St. Patty's Day, even if though you're not Irish. <laughs> if you'd have know, been following me on Facebook, you'd know he was going to be in the studio. And we're going to have more from him in just a minute. Uh, also, we're running our trivia contest. Now, we won't do a trivia question every week, but, but off and on, Karen's going to post tidbits of Trivia from 20 years of Terry Wickstrom on radio on Facebook. And we've got some great prizes. Last week, we gave away a, um, a book by Steve Schweitzer, a $50 value, How to Tie uh, Poppers, Sliders, and Diver Flies. We gave away a couple weeks before that a $99 gift certificate for Honey Smoked Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. We're going to have some binoculars. We're going to have just a lot of different gifts. So you want to follow us on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. And you'll know all about those contests. Next week, I want to highlight next week. You know, we have limited surface water in Colorado. We have a lot of outdoor activity, boaters, swimmers, shore fishermen. And we have have ski boats and fishing boats and paddle boards and kayaks and tow boats and cruisers. We have so many people that love the outdoors and want to use the water in Colorado, especially on our lakes. And... It gets to be an issue with respect and etiquette with each other so that we can all have a good time. So we're going to have an expert from Parks and Wildlife come on. We're not only going to talk about the rules because a lot of people don't understand that like a paddleboard can't come within 150 feet of a fisherman. That's part of the rules. We're going to go over those kind of rules, but we're also going to go through the etiquette because the rules aren't going to get enforced enough. They just can't. So we've got to understand, consider, be considerate, and use etiquette. So we're going to spend some time on that next week. But let's talk right now. Let's go to uh, Shannon Lefty Larson. And if you want to know why we call him Lefty, first of all, he uh, uh, I used to complain about my shoulder all the time because I've had a couple shoulder surgeries. And I was going to say that could be a trivia question for you. How long did Terry complain about his shoulder to win a prize? Yeah, <laughs> I think longer than we were on the radio. <laughs> so uh, Lefty would always go, uh, don't talk to me about that. And the reason why, Lefty, um, you had an accident several years ago. Yes. And you lost an arm. Yes, I didn't lose it. I know where it's buried, but yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't have my right arm anymore. And, and But that never, you never gave up. Your, no. your love of the outdoors. Not at all. You still fish actively. You hunt. And so we're going to talk about some fishing you just got done doing. We're going to talk about, and we may even 
touch on some of the hunting just to tell people what you do and things like that and some of how you fish. And we're going to have a couple segments where we talk about what you've got coming up fishing, how you're going to approach it later on in the show. But before we get stuff started, he didn't just say, well, I want to continue to fish. I want to continue to hunt. You took it to a level of being on television with Rip Men Lippen. That's it. Yeah. And and I was I always I always get it backwards. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, uh you aired on what where, where did your television show us all air? We aired on well, we started out with Altitude um for a few years, then we got went national with the Sportsman's Channel for a year, and then we went to NBC Sports. Well, actually it was what was it before NBC Sports uh Versus, and then they yeah. got, you know, bought out NBC Sports and then uh, Tough TV. And then uh, a lot of it's uh, still available on YouTube and other places. We'll kind of go Absolutely. over where they can watch you, and there's more episodes potentially coming. But, uh, you know, I, I, I want to bring that up um, to the fact, folks, that not only did Shannon uh, continue the things he loved, even faced with a challenge, because it couldn't have been easy, and but he... He took it to a level where he took it out into the public on TV. And I know I tell you this all the time, but I think you're really an inspiration. One of the first television shows I ever did was with a gentleman who had lost his arm from the elbow down. Mm -hmm. And he had worked out a device to hold his rod in his prosthetic so he could reel with the other. He'd cast, stick it in there. And uh, to me, it was so inspiring, but you took it to an even another level. Now, one of your favorite types of fishing, and I want to talk, let's get to some fishing. Enough about you. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I got to tell you, though, as much as I respect him, I'm talking to him yesterday about coming on the show, and he's talking about how old he is. I think I've got kids older than you. (laughs) I mean, don't tell me about how old you are. I'm getting up there, man. Yeah. Things are starting to creak. Yeah. Anyway, you're still getting out there. And most recently, I know you do a lot of ice fishing. Yes. And you're probably, if you're like me, you're probably chawing at the bit to get an open water. We'll talk about that later. But have you done any recent ice fishing outings? Yeah, we actually had a pretty good season. Um, Hit 11 mile a few times, Williams Fork Reservoir. Took um, my nephew and my buddy's kids up to Evergreen. It was one of the first trips. I think it was on Christmas Eve, actually. And just with the kids up there, um, my nephew, Luke, he hasn't had the best of luck ice fishing, so he's kind of shying away from it. But we got him up there, and I think he caught the most. I mean, we caught over 40 fish that day, and I think he was up to around 17 himself. So that kind of got him back into it. It was, it was a good trip. Now, we're getting ice fishing on the front range, obviously, is over. Right. Um, but there's still some opportunities. The mountains are going to be around for a while. You were recently at where? Williams Fork? Williams Fork last week, yeah. What, what are the conditions? It was at least uh, 10 inches thick. A um, little bit of snow on top. It was great to walk on. Still wore cleats, but um, just, just finding... The, the water was really low. I hadn't been there for a while, and it was it was amazing to me to see how low it was. So the structure points I thought that we had hit before weren't there anymore. You know, we thought we were going to drill in 40, 50, 60 feet of water, and it was like 10 as far as we walked out. So that was a little challenging at first, but once we set up, I think we were anywhere from 40 to 80 feet. And I did the best in about 75 feet. Well, that was that for small Lakers then? Or, yeah, or, yeah right? we didn't get anything just, just regular. But what about, you didn't go in after rainbows or pike or anything, you just went after the lake trout up there? No, and the way the lake trout fishing was for me, I should have. You know. yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, 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 I, I like to go for pike. I usually like to set a tip up, you know, and then have a jigging rod, but we just went for Lakers that day. And how long do you think that opportunity will be available? Man, I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to say just because of the way the weather is. Like today we're supposed to hit, what, 65 degrees or something, and the way the wind's been recently, too, is it's crazy along the front range because two weeks ago I was on Bear Creek on 10 inches of ice. The shore was getting a little soft, but 
they open for boats the 15th of this month. I mean, it was that fast. Right. You know? I, I think we'll still I think we'll still see a lot of mountain destinations. That, yeah. I think we'll see ice fishing, I would think, for probably uh, almost the middle of April, but you're going to have to know where you're going, check ahead, and each lake is going to be different because 11-mile and spinny are going to be, well, 11-mile was half open last week. Right. And spinny will probably open up pretty soon because as soon as the ice goes, they'll open that park. I keep waiting to get a call. Um, I think... Spinny? Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh man, I can't wait. Yeah. yeah, and but then I think I think uh, Granby's got really good ice, and that should go for a while. Williams Fork, like you said, ten inches. Ten inches if it's got a bunch of good clear ice can take a little warm weather. In fact, you can get very comfortable right. ice fishing out there. I think that we will probably see. Uh, some of the higher mountain lakes that will be good, maybe Wolford or some of those for a while. But you're going to have to check before you go from now on. Yeah, absolutely. It, the thing that scares me about it, you, you go out in the morning and it's solid, you know, the shorelines. And then I've been on 11 Mile, which has been solid, and, and you come off in the afternoon and it's the shoreline's melted. You know, you got to get a little wet. Well, the other thing that bothers me is if there is open water. Now, I, I, I know that I can fish on a lake that has some open water on it and still have good ice. If I'm careful, use common sense right. and watch where I go. But if you get a strong wind and it starts moving that ice sheet while you're on it, then it's a different story. Yep. And it's just, you know, some of the best ice fishing of the year can be right now, but so can some of the best open water fishing of the year. And we've been talking a lot about that. I put my ice fishing gear away. I mean, and I'm an avid ice angler. Didn't get out as much this year because the on and off conditions. But um, I'm I'm trying a bit for open water. And you and I are going to talk more about that later on in the show. But what about if somebody did venture up to Williams Fork, any pointers on where they might go and any techniques they might use? Obviously, you know, the standard jigs, tube jigs, um, sucker meat. I try to go a little bit shallower the later on it gets in the season because I think these big lakers start pushing up the trout and all that closer to the shoreline. So they're not going to be as deep as you're going to find them in the middle of the winter. Well, I anytime the water's cold, I look. I try to get them shallow. Biggest lake trout I caught on Granby, and I don't even remember how big it was, but it was it was a monster. Came in nine feet of water at ice out because, you know, lake trout thrive from uh, 48 to 53 degrees. They actually have trouble surviving at temperatures above 55. So what happens um, in the summer, the surface water is almost even on Granby, warmer than that. So the the lake trout are catchable, but they're not as easily accessible. Now water's cold. That means these big, they're eating machines. Oh, yeah. And that means they've got access to everything else in the lake that sometimes is in warmer water than they like to be in. So they can come and get the tr- the rainbows, especially suckers that are spawning. You know, uh, kokanee, of course, usually are in their temperature zone. They love to eat on those. But a lot of those fish are going to be by shore. Yep. And this is a great time to catch them. Um, and you said mostly, what are you getting, like those 15, 18-inch lake trout? Is that the kind of fish you're seeing up there? Sometimes smaller, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like you said, with the, them feeding on those rainbows, you going close to shore, you know, two, three, four feet of water, you can actually see down through the hole down at the rocks. We were watching little rainbows cruise through there, and then here comes a big laker swimming right by, you know, chasing those those rainbows it's just it's kind of neat to see because we were fishing shallow for rainbows and a little bit deeper for lakers but they were up there well you know and i like we mentioned earlier a lot of these lakes there's going to be a um ice fishing opportunities for three four weeks yet yeah you just got to really be careful but there's another opportunity there's other opportunities coming up that very close to shore 
for fly fishermen and for conventional anglers, even as the ice recedes, even if that lake is mostly covered, once you can start getting some open water on shore, and I've been writing about this in the Denver Post, if if you want to read more about it, go to my Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, and you can scroll down and click on my weekly column in the Denver Post. A lot of the best rainbow trout fishing is before the ice is even totally off. Exactly. And this time of the year and from shore, and whether you're fly fishing or fishing conventional, in fact, later on in the show, uh, you and I are going to talk more about the open water fishing, how you approach it, what you see coming up for you, what are your favorite outings. We'll talk about that. But we've got a lot more fishing to cover today. Um, we're going to talk to Parks. The fishing report is starting up. We're going to get some information on that. We're going to get an update on Chatfield here pretty soon and what's going on there. I think a lot of people are confused, you know, and that's one of the premier fisheries in this state. And people are confused as what's going on. Can I get on the lake? And we're not even going to tell them until later in the hour. They're going to have to stay tuned. So all that. Make it a mystery. Yeah, yeah that's it, right. With the with the both being, you know, we're in Colorado. We get the best of both worlds right now. Take your boats out in metro waters and you still go ice fishing. I mean, I stopped my ice fishing stuff. You put yours away a month ago, but mine's still in the back of my truck. And I plug my boat batteries in today along, you know, with my Vexler batteries too because I never know where I'm going to do it. Well, and one go. thing I was, I learned, you know, uh, there was a 16-year period where I got 17 new boats from my sponsors. And I didn't do things like check the batteries in the spring and stuff because I always had a brand new boat. Now, I'll be out checking the water in my batteries instead of changing a trolling motor in the next few weeks. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Which I did. All right. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by... Sun and Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. You know how much I love the Eagles. The guy from Parks is waiting. Now we got to listen to music, and he's going to not get as much full time. All right. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. Let's go right to the phones. And joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife, we have Chad Hanna. Did I get the last name right, Chad? Yes, sir. And you are the uh, current person who's in charge of the fishing report that comes out weekly. Um, it During the winter, it was bi-weekly, and then in the summer, it goes to weekly. Are you just switching over? Did you switch over? But you're going weekly from this point on, is that right? Right. So during the winter months, we do produce a bi-monthly report. So twice a month, we put out a report um, with our conditions. Um, right about April, um, we're going to start transitioning back to that weekly report. Well, we, every week, we'll be producing a report. Most likely on Fridays, that um, report will be published on our website, as well as an email blast and on our fishing app. And just for, yeah, I, I was going to ask you if it's on the fishing app. So you will be able to access it, right? I have the fishing app on my phone. I was going to look before we came on, but I was busy visiting. Uh, Shannon Lefty Larson is in studio with me, um, and we were talking some fishing, and I forgot to look at the app. That's great. You know, we should tell people they need to add that app to their phone, don't they? They do, and that can be found on our website if you would just go to cpw.state.co.us. Under things to do, clicking on fishing, uh, you're able to scroll down and you can go ahead and add the CPW fishing app through um, either Google Play or you can also download it through the App Store. Now, and I know we're going to talk about the fishing report, but a couple things I want to get to real quick. And mm -hmm. the fact, if you have that app, I was out just checking some uh, small lakes and ponds that were starting to open up. The boat ramps opened a little bit before um, 
before some of the major parks did. And I was out doing that a couple weeks ago. And while we were out, uh, Karen and I, looking around, I took brought the app up and I used the Atlas. And also there's a couple like I fished Lawn Hagler quite a bit, but I hadn't fished Bodecker in quite a while. And I was able to bring the app up and see what kind of species were in there and a few things like that. There's just good information in there. And I wrote an article for the Denver Post, I think, two weeks ago. And I mentioned keeping a log when you're fishing. That app actually lets you keep a log of your fishing so that you can kind of record where your success weren't planned better right in the app, right? Correct. Absolutely. And it just gives anglers a little bit more of an opportunity to record where they've been, what kind of conditions they're experiencing when they're having that success or when they're not being successful, kind of judging where they're at, where they fish for, and what they've been seeing, and they can track all of that through the app. Well, you know what I put in the app when I don't catch when I don't catch a fish, Chad. What's that, Terry? I put <laughs> poor management by Parks and Wildlife because it certainly couldn't be <laughs> certainly couldn't be lack of angling skill on my part. Of course not. <laughs> hey, hey, Chad. Seriously, let's get back to the fishing report. So. Um, first of all, it's going to be. It comes out on Friday, and it's published in various places. My newspaper, the Denver Post, publishes it, but a lot of times it doesn't get in until after the weekend. If you go to my Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, as soon as we receive the email blast, we do put it on our Facebook page and give you a link right to it. And so you're gathering information all week long. And you're gathering it on lakes, rivers, streams. What kind of information are you gathering? What are you trying to get together before you put this report out? Sure. So a lot of the times what we're trying to report on are the fishing conditions themselves. So what kind of fish species are anglers running into on the various bodies of water? Um, We also report on the water conditions as well, such as water temperature, um, surface area, and water levels. And then, of course, during the winter months, um, we report on ice conditions throughout the state as well. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the water level part of that. I think this could be a critical year for that. Um, we won't know until the end of April what our water supply in the mountains is because we all know we could get dumped on tremendously. We could get a rainy spring. But as it stands right now, the, the eastern plains are dry and the snowpack is right. low. So even though that the reservoirs are fairly full, farmers are going to need to pull water fairly quickly if we don't get rain. So the fishing conditions could change drastically in a week or two. So you guys are going to try hard to keep a monitor of that in the report? Correct. Yep. And that information we gather from our uh, aquatic biologists throughout the state of Colorado, as well as our um, park management. Um, So we have those officials that work at our parks that are also helping provide that information. Uh, And we also have the ability for anglers themselves. They can go ahead and email us um, conditions and they can kind of let us know what it is that they're experiencing while they're out there. We're more than happy to take input from the public and see how they're doing when they're out and about uh, enjoying a day of fishing. Now, for people who are new or they've just never seen the fishing report before, tell people how the information is kind of broken down and presented. Sure. So whenever uh, you open up the fishing report, the first thing that we uh, have on it is uh, news and information. So anything dealing with uh, angling or any kind of fishing news, um, we try and put that right up front so everybody can see, along with the links to our social media pages. Um, the next that comes is our stocking report. So any bodies of water that were stocked um, in that last week, we go ahead and post. And there's always a hyperlink on those bodies of water to the fishing atlas. So if you're not sure where that body of water is, you can click on it. The Colorado Fishing Atlas will open with the exact position of that body of water. 
Um, following the Stockton Report is our Catch of the Week. So anglers have the ability through the app um, as well as our DNR Fishing Reporter email to submit photos of their catches. And we go ahead and randomly select one of those and post it um, as a Catch of the Week. And then after that, we do have our conditions. And we usually break those down by um, regions. So we do have the metro, um, the northeast, southeast, northwest, and southwest regions. And then we also, at the end, do our statewide conditions. And the statewide conditions usually is a report of conditions um, referring to the rivers and creek systems uh, throughout the state of Colorado. No, and it's a great report. One thing I want to go back to that you mentioned, too, that for a lot of just casual weekend anglers, they just want to catch some fish. Now, some of us that are, well, I just want to catch some fish a lot of times too, (laughs) but some of of us get a little more serious. We study things. We spend some time. A lot of people aren't going to put that amount of time in. They may have a favorite place they go and they want to see what's going on there, but a lot of times they just want to take especially their kids out and catch some fish. The stocking report, if you go, and I give this, I, I tell people, ask me all the time, where can I take my son or daughter to catch fish? And at times, I'll ask them where they live, and there's a pond or something by them that I may know the panfish are active, and I'll give me a few tips. But you can almost always go through the stocking report and look for lakes who were recently stocked and go out with something simple as some power bait, a spoon, some spinners, a little jig, and catch some of these stock trout. That's what they're there for, and the kids can take them home. And when you click on that stocking report for the week, you also go back to the stocking report. We can look over the last two, three weeks, or you can go to a particular lake and just see when it was stocked last. That's just a valuable tool for people who want to get out there and just catch some fish, Chad. That's correct. And uh, as you were saying, those stocking reports, all of our fishing reports, we have archived. Um, so whenever you go onto the website, we'll always have the current report and the one previous to it always up. And then just below that, we'll have um, our fishing report archive. So you can, uh, those who like to study trends a little bit more, you can kind of see um, how ice conditions have trended over the years. Um, if you're looking at certain hatches um, based on your fly fishing areas, you can go ahead and kind of see when those hatches generally have been happening. Um, and those stalker reports are fantastic, as you were saying, if you're just looking to go out with the kids and have a nice day on the water and catch some fish. Um, those stalking reports are extremely helpful to just go out there and have a nice day on the water. Chad, uh, we're out of time, but um, you, it posts on the website. You post it on Facebook, too? Correct. Yeah, we have the fishing report on the website, um, on the app, and then you can also sign up on our website for the email blast. Um, and we can also get that newsletter out to you as well. And they can also find it by just following me on Facebook at Terry Wicks from Outdoors. And we'll, we'll, we'll send that link out every week as soon as we get it. For as soon as it comes in, we get it out there. Chad, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a lot, Terry. I appreciate it. You bet. Let's go right back to the phones. And uh, joining us there is uh, Mr. Mr. Ray Reeves from Adventure Camper. Good morning, Ray. Hi, Terry. How goes it today? I'm, it's going well. I'm doing well. How are you? Well, just fine. Thank you. And it looks like a beautiful day. Now, people wouldn't want to be in the outdoors camping or anything like that on a day like today, would they, Ray? No, it'd be a terrible, awful weekend to go uh, hang out at the lake, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be just, just ridiculous. I, I don't know why you'd... I, I think you should stay indoors today. And every day that it's sunny like this, and don't go anywhere near the water, then it won't be so crowded for me. Wait, wait till it gets 75. There you go. Yeah, no. You know, in all honesty, we live in a state, Ray, that one of the things I wanted to bring up before we get into a little more about your dealership is the fact that we do live 
in a state that has so much beauty and so much access to the outdoors that people can buy uh, a, a camper and you don't have to drive a thousand miles to use it. You could go as as nearby as Cherry Creek or Chatfield Reservoir or Golden Gate Canyon, which is just beautiful, and you you feel like you're somewhere a hundred miles out in the mountains. Or you can go up to some of the more remote locations. We just have such diversity here, Ray. Well, you know, the Denver Post said it well. Their standard for years was "tis a privilege to live in Colorado," and that's very true. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we've got some great choices. You know, it's amazing to me when you consider what the cost of a car is, for instance, it's amazing to me how good of a value some of today's RVs are. I mean, you can get a, a small little camper big enough to hold a family of four or even six for, you know, well under $20,000. Great values out there now for customers that are looking to uh, buy a camper, and we've got a good selection of them. Well, and the other thing, too, is with today's lightweight campers, towables, you don't need a huge SUV or truck to pull them. Very true. You know, if you've got an SUV, say, with a six-cylinder, 3,500-pound towing capacity, we've got a lot of choices uh, for different floor plans and different models that customers can tow with. And uh, we've just got a new and in, an off-road hybrid expandable from Solaire that's a gorgeous trailer. Comes with an off-road kit, uh, very light, very easy to tow, and it's a gorgeous, beautiful trailer inside. Yeah, absolutely. Well, people need to stop by. Before we tell them where you're at, Ray, I want to mention real quickly, we're going to have an event out there May 12th. We're setting up a bunch of activities, and they need to stay tuned because we're going to have a lot of fun that day, aren't we? It's going to be a fun event. I think we'll have uh, some kids' fishing clinics for the kids, and uh, we're going to do several other fishing clinics with some of your fishing buddies, and uh, we'll have Hot Quest coming out here with their live birds of prey. They usually bring an eagle, and if you've never seen an eagle up close, Wow, uh, that is an impressive animal. Well, so stay tuned, folks, to give you more on that. Ray, if they want to find you in the meantime, where do they find you? On the web, we're at www.adventurecamper.com. Uh, physically, if you want to come out and look at some trailers today, we're near the intersection of Arapahoe Road and Jordan Road down in southeast Denver. All right, Ray, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Terry. You bet. Ray Reeves from Adventure Camper. Great people. Hey, we're gonna when we come back, we're going to get you updated about everything that's going on at Chatfield. You know, a lot of construction, some access things changing. We'll make sure you know how to get out there and enjoy, and enjoy that. Terry Works from Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Uh, in studio with me today is Shannon Lefty Larson. Good morning, Lefty. Good morning, Mr. Terry. That's enough out of you. We're going to talk to this <laughs> nice lady on the phone now. We're, gonna <laughs> We're going right to the phones. And joining us from Chatfield Reservoir is Alyssa Brenner. Good morning, Alyssa. Good morning, Terry. How are you doing today? Doing good. And actually, Lefty's a good guy. I just like to give him a hard time. Yes. So I, I understand that there's nothing going on at Chatfield, no access issues. You're not changing anything, and you can drive around the lake. It's not an issue. Is that right? Well, that's partially true. Uh, as you can see, if you drive by Chatfield, we have a lot of construction going on. We're trying to keep accessibility as open as possible so we can still provide a quality recreation experience here. So you can access a lot of the main recreational areas on Chatfield. You just have to enter from two different directions. Before we even get into that, and all kidding aside, Chatfield Reservoir is a great resource right close to the city here. It's one of the premier fisheries in the state. For people that don't spend time fishing it, you're missing out. It's got a great variety of fish in it. Um, but 
it is going through some renovation. And you you are having some, but it's going to be so much nicer when it's done. I mean, these changes in the long run always produce great quality resources. But why don't you tell people where exactly it's located and tell them about how they need to access it. Absolutely. So the reason for all the construction is there's a reallocation going on. So the reservoir is going to raise about 12 feet within the next two years, and that's uh, for more water storage basically in the Denver area for the booming population and some agricultural needs. So... For access to the park, you can still access the dog off-leash area and the north ramps when we open up in about two weeks from the Deer Creek entrance off of Wadsworth. Um, you cannot take a right at the T intersection coming off of Deer Creek like you used to before. So that whole main road headed towards the gravel ponds from the Wadsworth entrance is all closed down to construction right now in a giant mud pit. Um, so to access the campgrounds and the south ramps and the model airplane field and the park office, you'd have to come to the Plum Creek entrance, which is on the east side of the park, off Roxborough Park Road and Titan Road. Now, you mentioned the boat ramps. Just to clear up any confusion, you have one boat ramp open and one that's going to open in the near future. Explain again where those are located and where they have to enter to get to each one. Yes, so the south boat ramp is open and running right now. Our hours are 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. And to access that boat ramp, you have to come in the east side of the park. It's called the Plum Creek Entrance, and it's where Roxborough Park Road meets Titan Road. So that is the east entrance to the park, and you get to the south boat ramp um, from that entrance. The north boat ramp, we're opening up March 31st. Uh, that's a Saturday. And to access the north boat ramp, you still come in the Deer Creek Entrance off of Wadsworth, and there you'll have access. Um, from that entrance. And uh, during those hours, uh, 6 to 8 now, and then I think you said 6 to 9 in the near future, you have inspectors there so you can bring your boat in, get it inspected, and get a seal when you leave, I assume. Yep, absolutely. And that's the way to do it, isn't it? Now, I, I don't know. I know some of the lakes, if you have a seal, allow you to launch and drop your seal in a box at off hours. Does that apply at Chatfield or not? It does, but that's only if you have a Chatfield seal. So if you have uh, boated at Chatfield and then exited the water and received a seal that says Chatfield on it, you can launch either before our ramps open or after our ramps close at night, and you have to place your seal and receipt in a drop box that we have located at the ramp. So if you have a Chatfield seal and you mainly boat here, that's a quick way to get on the water and a way that you can access the water outside of ramp hours. Okay. So tell us, uh, how much change are we going to see over the next couple of years in the infrastructure around Chatfield? Well, the goal is to, to keep the recreation areas pre pretty much the same. Um, the design of the construction is basically taking what we had before, adding a little bit more parking capacity, and pushing it back anywhere between 100 yards and 200 yards from where it is now. Um, the construction is going to mainly affect the west side of the park for this coming summer and the fall, and then construction by the south boat ramps and the marina and the east side of the park um, is going to start up in the fall. So we're shutting the park down in sections as to not completely make us unavailable um, all at once. But as for the design of the park and the infrastructure, it's a, a, the same design, just push back to accommodate for the water rise. Now, you do realize that all of us fishermen are going to blame you guys when we don't <laughs> catch fish because you've changed the water depth and we can't find them anymore. But, you know, well, hey, there might be good fishing territory. Now. I've seen people out here with GPS marking where the good fishing holes are going to be once they're, once they're underwater. You so know, that, that was Terry. Yeah. Now, that is such a great point, though, because I did that when Horsetooth was drawn down. Um, when they did the major dam repair there, 
And I actually went out and stood on some of the humps, marked the GPS point, and took pictures of it, took actual photographs. Absolutely. Yep, that seems to be a a growing trend here. Yeah, I mean, the mapping has gotten so good and things like that. Speaking of the fishing, um, you've got the walleye spawn going on. We can talk about that in a minute. How has the fishing been recently? Any updates for us? Fishing has been pretty good. Uh, Trout has definitely, the fishermen have seen the most success with the trout. Um, anywhere from our Kingfisher parking lot, which is on the south end of the reservoir. People have been doing pretty well down there. Bass have been coming out here and there, not so much, not, not as in big of numbers as the trout are. And same thing for walleye. Walleye fishing isn't the strongest it could be right now. The spawn is just starting up, so I'm sure it will increase in the next couple of weeks. Um, but trout is definitely the, the power fish here right now. And we should mention that they are doing the walleye spawning activity at the park now and that, um, it, you, you have to be aware of nets that are out and be careful because there will be areas that you won't be able to take a boat or fish in. Yes, absolutely. Um, we have signs marking the closures on land. So right now between uh, March 15th and April 15th, the dam is closed to shore fishing. So there's no fishing access on the dam. Um, the nets sit about 100 feet off the dam, and we have those marked with buoys and also no access buoys now. So they're clearly marked. And you have to stay 100 feet away from the dam itself and 100 feet away from any marked buoys and marked wildlife nets. Um, and we are pretty strictly enforcing that, so citations will be issued if people are in and around those walleye nets too close and possibly damaging the, the wildlife property. All right. Any last comments before we let you go, Alyssa? Um, I don't think so. Thanks for having me. Um, I, will say, I will say one thing, two things, actually. Um, there's a regulation that went into effect last year with the aquatic nuisance species program that you have to travel over land with your bilge plug pulled. Um, that's something we're enforcing as well pretty strictly this year, so make sure if you're towing your boat and when you exit the water, you pull your bilge plug on your boat. And number two, chapters is hiring right now for technicians, campground rangers, seasonal rangers. We're getting all our seasonal staff on, on board as well as recruiting new volunteers. So if any listeners are interested, that's definitely something we're looking for. And how would they contact you if they're interested in that? So if you go to the Colorado Parks and Wildlife Jobs Board, we have all of our job listings on that site, and the applications are right there, and it tells you how to send them in. You can also email chatfield at state.co.us, and that's our uh, email address for Chatfield State Parks. If you have any questions, that email address is, again, available on the Colorado Parks and Wildlife webpage. You can get a hold of us uh, through there. All right, Alyssa, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. You have a good day. You bet. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. In studio with me today is Shannon Lefty Larson, and we're going to go right to the phones. And joining us from Sun Power Sports is Mark Kite. Good morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, it's what a beautiful day, Mark. It is absolutely beautiful. And I don't care what you like to do. If you want to be out in a boat, you want to be, you guys shall sell jet skis, you could be out doing that. But if you want to be in an ATV trail riding, if you want to be in a motorcycle with the wind blowing on you, uh, it'd be tough to say there's something wrong with any of those today. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's, uh, it's 
pretty crazy here already this morning, you know, um, you know, jet skis, ATVs, side-by-sides, motorcycles. It's it's the season, no, no doubt about that. But there's another season that's a ways away, and it's not nearly as pretty out, but there's a lot of great things to do, and that's winter. And we have a contest going on, sponsored by you guys. You guys have a contest going on. I just get the privilege of being part of it, where Sun Power Sports is actually giving away an ice fishing trip with myself and Nate Zielinski. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's always such a great time, and, uh, um, you know, I'm I'm really excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's no question about that. Now, the entries go... From now, you, you, they started already, and they're going to go through, I think, the end of September. And then there'll be a one trip, but it'll be for two people that will be ch- uh, one winner, but they'll trip for two people. And Nate and I are going to take them out ice fishing sometime in December of next year. I th- I believe that the fan is even going to provide some food for the trip. So they're just going to have to show up at the lake with their warm clothing because we're going to have all the ice fishing gear. And I heard a rumor that a couple of the Sun guys will be showing up along with that. Well, for sure. A couple of the Sun guys for sure will show up. You know, it's so much fun, so we're not going to miss out, that's for sure. And, you know, the other thing that, that, that's just awesome about that trip, you know, fishing, I've obviously I've fished with you, and I've fished a lot with Mr. Zelensky as well, and, you know what? What? What the? Um, you know what the customers out there have got to understand. That's just awesome. Is is that you're right? You just show up, which makes the day so much fun. I mean, you know, uh, the, the, all the gears provided. You know, I mean, I, that's why I love going with you guys. It's just a really good time. You know, we show up and we do some fishing, and uh, fishing with you two guys is always a privilege. You know, we're right on the fish, and uh, you know, and it's just a good time. There's no doubt. Well, in order to enter this, Mark, what they have to do is if they go, there's there's two or three ways, and we're going to post some different things. I know you're going to have it on Facebook. I'm going to have it on Facebook. We'll get to that in a second. The, right now, it's on my page at The Fan. So if you go to 1043thefan.com and go to the menu and click on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, you'll see a big banner there. You click on that, and it'll take you right to the registration page. You can fill it out, and you'll be entered. But I've got it on Facebook, and I believe you... you uh, uh, shared that on your Facebook page at Sun also. So they can go to our Facebook pages. How do they find you on Facebook, Mark? Yeah, if you just go to Sun Enterprises on, on Facebook, you can find us there. And, uh, you know, you like us on Facebook there. And, um, you know, that enters you for a chance to win this trip as well. Yeah, so there's lots of ways. And we're going to keep talking about this, make sure we tell people. And obviously, we want to give away this trip. We want people to have fun, and, and we want to introduce them to ice fishing or maybe just their ice fishermen. But we also want to introduce them to Sun Power Sports and what you can bring to winter activity. How many times have you and I used ATVs to go ice fishing and the mobility of those ice fishing were, were just so important to what we caught on the lake that day? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, every time we've gone out, you know, we bring, uh, you know, some product, uh, ATVs with tracks or side-by-sides with tracks, and, you know, we do all that. And, you know, on this trip, this trip will be no different. We will bring, bring uh, you know, ATVs and side-by-sides for the trip for everybody to use. And uh, it does make a big difference, you know, no doubt about it, just as far as mobility and being able to change things up a little bit. And it uh, it changes the overall success of the day, you know, usually. So it's it's really good. Now, before I let you go, what, you got any special things going on in the next week or two at, at the dealership? And tell people how they find you. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, really, the big thing for today is St. Patrick's Day. we got a lot of stuff going on. We're cooking. This will make you laugh, Tara. 200 pounds of corned beef and cabbage Ooh. today. We have people come in, you know, uh, by the semi-load to, to eat for free today. So we've got that going on. So anybody who's out and about and ain't got much going on, stop by. You know, we're feeding everybody for free today and, uh, you know, just a good day. But, no, you know, really, uh, you know, all the OEMs, the manufacturers on board, it's springtime. It's, it's time to ride. And, uh, you know, they're all on. So, you know, that's what's going on. Uh, Sun Enterprises were at uh, 89th in Washington, so if you just take I-25 to the 84th Avenue exit, go east two blocks to Pearl Street and just come up Pearl. You can't miss our facility. When you said about the corned beef, Shannon Lefty Larson, who's in studio with me, is Irish. And when you said about the corned beef, he (laughs) went, oh, a big moan came out there. I love it. (laughs) Well, Lefty, you come on down, buddy. You guys get done with that. You come down and have have some food, bud. Absolutely. Hey, I got a quick question for you Um, on your ATVs. You know, obviously, I I just have my left hand. How easier is it possible to switch the controls over? Yeah, no problem. Because most of them come right-handed, right? I mean, yeah, no problem. We can do that for sure. You know, throttles on the right-hand side, but uh, you know, we we yeah, we can switch some controls around for sure. Um, you know, we can get into that. We just uh, we just did a project. You know, I've got to give a real a real quick little shout out to School of Mines. I mean, man, I'll tell you what, th- those kids and those professors at School of Mines are something else. They just um, just did an adaptive uh, motocross bike for one of our clients, and man, I'll tell you what, they just did. A, I can't believe the job they did. Just amazing. But yes, absolutely no problem. Um, we can make that happen. That's awesome. Thank you. Yes, sir. Mark, thank you to everybody at Sun. Hopefully people will stop by. They'll enter the contest, and uh, we'll keep telling about it. And I'll, I might stop by and get some of that corned beef myself, my friend. I love it. You guys have a great day. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. You too. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer.